Okay. Welcome to the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Amy and this is Justin. Yes, so glad that you're here. This is an honor. This is our first time, first time. doing a podcast together. Very yeah. exciting. And so each week on the City Rev Life uh, podcast, we take time and have conversations about what it looks like to live like Christ in a modern city. Uh, just some practical ways to take biblical truth and install it in our lives. And so I'm with my wife, Amy, on this uh, episode, and we're going to have some fun in our series. So Amy, why don't you set up our topic? Yeah, so we're continuing our series called fall in love and today we're talking about dating but you know it's gonna be a little bit of a twist on dating than some other podcasts that we've done um, if you're listening and you're interested to know what exactly the content is this is for really anyone you can be in a dating relationship or maybe you're single um, you could be married and have kids that are going to be dating um, I think the content will really relate to yeah. a lot of people and even, in all areas even if life. you're not in a dating season I feel like the way we're going to approach this, you'll see in a moment, is really something that applies to multiple ways. We're just taking a, a truth from scripture and then just zoning in on dating, right. which you'll see how this hits on other, other yeah, topics. Yeah, so it's going to be super fun. Yeah, so here's how we're going to approach this. We've talked through some practical matters of dating. We've done one, uh, an episode on the City Rev Life podcast on how to know when you found the one. We've done one on some healthy practices for dating. But today we're going to try and get down to the heart level. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our intentions when we approach dating. We're going to ask some like introspective type questions that help us see what is my motive? What am I looking for and searching for in this relationship? Right. And so um, to do that, we're going to be starting in a passage here in a moment. So Amy, why don't you read just to start off our time? We're going to be in Ephesians 1. If you're in a space that you can follow along uh, and read with us, we're going to read Ephesians chapter 1 verses 1 through 10. Okay. So verses one through 10, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. All right. So if you're following along and you're wondering what does this have to do with dating, uh, you're going to have to hold on a little bit. And also that passage is like a giant run on sentence. I think it actually is one sentence. Is it, really? I, it might be the <laughs> entire like thing comma, once or comma, two sentences. <laughs> yes, that's the nature of Ephesians. And but uh, it's so good. It's so, so good. Do you remember our first date? Uh, of course I do. You I don't remember what I was wearing, but I, I, I remember Blush the pinnacle. Pink. Blush pink. Plus. Was I? Yes. Oh, <gasps> I, I'm right. You're right. I get points. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I remember what I was. I, I can envision the picture in my mind. Yes. The most memorable part, other than the lobster mac and cheese yes. that I think you had for your meal, yes. was the end of our date. It was our first date. Our first date. And Justin has told this story before, I, I think. Um, 
that he, I dropped the L word. He dropped the L word. Yeah. First date. And I responded with, thank you. Thank you. I did not get the, the, I said, I love you. It slipped out. I was not, it was not smooth. And she, we had been friends. Don't, don't like, you know, jump across the screen at me. We had been friends for a while. There was a lot of build up to our first date. We, yeah. We, yeah. I, I was honest. I, um, because really our first date was like just confirming that we wanted sure to be together anyways so, but anyways we digress memorable. we're talking about dating in ephesians 1 and so here's yeah. the setup our our the way we're approaching this passage paul he starts this passage off by listing off what he describes are certain spiritual blessings that we have in jesus christ right. there are gifts that we have in jesus um, because of what he's done for us and who we are in him that Paul highlights. And I want to just kind of offer three categories and we'll go back and forth. Three categories of these spiritual blessings um, that really as believers, we should meditate on and give our lives to really thinking through how does this truth start to seep in and affect every area of my right. life. So the first one is the spiritual blessing of significance, the spiritual blessing of forgive, of, of significance. Uh, it says that we've been chosen in Christ to mm. be holy and blameless before God, Ephesians 1, uh, verses three through four. Uh, uh, he says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him wow. before the foundation of the world. Um, this idea of significance is the idea that your life matters. Your mm -hmm. life has value. And the way that you experience that is someone who is far greater than you looks at you with desire and says, mm -hmm. I want you, I've chosen you to wow. be holy and blameless before me. And the illustration that comes to mind is that uh, you know, season in a high school student's life where they are anticipating their college acceptance letters. Um, I'm sure you remember that yeah. time and your senior year of high school, you're trying to figure out what am I going to do next year? And you're waiting and you're checking the mail and you get the letter. Right. And then you yeah. open the letter and the heart palpitations leading up to it. And it's so much more than just where will I be, you yeah. know, in a few months. There's this feeling, at least I had, I don't know about you, I, of like, acceptance or rejection right yeah yeah so this this feeling that can almost overwhelm us and here what we're told is that we have the spiritual blessing of significance in christ that god chose us in him that he desires us this is telling us that christ is the one who's made us whole mm. he's the one who's made us blameless in god's sight therefore I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I don't need to do something to show my significance. I don't need to compensate for my feeling of lack of significance because the most important person has identified and said, I've chosen you to be holy and blameless before him. Right. And I think what's so special about that is it is the creator of the universe yes. saying you have value yeah. to me and like your yeah. presence matters in the room yes. and that there is, you know, even when we talk to our kids, we're saying, we're speaking that over them now. Like you have a mission yeah. with God to partner with him mm -hmm. and just how much fullness that brings to your spirit when yeah. you hear that significance spoken over you. It's life-changing. Yeah. Literally. And you realize it's not something you have to strive for. Right. Or to demonstrate, to, to prove yourself. But there's this freedom and, and really this peace that comes freedom, from, yeah. from being in that place where it's a received significance. Right. 
So then the other area that we see in Ephesians is in verse five. It says, um, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. I mean, what a big topic that we could expound on for a whole nother podcast of who we are, like the huge question that mm-hmm. we're always wanting to answer, who am I? Yeah. And I think especially in our culture now, we're trying to put a lot of labels on who we are. Mm-hmm. And God has already answered that for us Yeah. and calling us sons and daughters Yeah. that he has adopted us and invited us into his family. And this brings me back to when I was a, a young girl. I think I was in middle school. Mm. I don't know if I've told you this before. That um, I I remember I grew up in church. So I was I was asking God, like kind of in a, a desperate place in my heart, wanting to please God. And God, are you proud of me? You know, feeling that mm. need to work to earn God's love and not feeling like I had done enough for him. And I happened to read the passage where Jesus is baptized mm. and the um, you know the clouds open up and the voice of God speaks yeah. over Jesus and He says, "This is my Son with mm. whom I'm well pleased." Yeah, I remember the Holy Spirit telling me, "Like this is the truth that I'm speaking over you now, yeah. that you are my daughter with whom I'm well pleased." And the cool thing with that passage is it's before Jesus ever does any work or yes. ministry. Yeah, you know, officially before he started his ministry. That's right. right. And so it's, again, kind of tied to significance that before we ever do anything, first and foremost, God wants us to work from a place of sonship or yeah. being a daughter of yes. his and how that um, grounds us yeah. to know that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God because yeah. family is mm-hmm. forever. There's nothing that can make you not family. Yeah. It's a reality. Yeah. Right. It's a position that you hold. So, Mm -hmm. so being adopted as a son or a daughter, it gives you access to God. It secures your position before him. But then I think it also changes the way we relate to one another because now we're relating as brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. if we're family, Mm -hmm. which is important, especially in a dating or marriage context Yeah, that even before like we are husband and wife, we are before God. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Yeah. yeah. And we share the same father. Yeah. And that's a forever relationship that mm. we'll hold together in eternity. Yes. You know, marriage will end, but we will forever be yeah. with one another as brothers and sisters in this family of God. Yeah. And maybe you can speak to a little bit of mm. the inheritance portion. Yeah. So the passage, it says, in love, he predestined us for adoption of sons through Jesus Christ. So what you said about Jesus's baptism uh, what God speaks over his son, Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. We can take that and in Christ, that applies to us. This is what Paul is saying here. And in the ancient world, adoption, it had a different emphasis. Uh, maybe you've heard this before. It had a different emphasis than the way we think of adoption today. In the ancient world, adoption was primarily about inheritance. Mm. It was primarily a way for a family to continue on the inheritance and the name of that family. Uh, So someone who's adopted as a son, and the the passage here, it's not trying to exclude women. It's actually written to both men and women. And it's giving us this picture of adoption as sons, because in that culture, it'd be the firstborn son that would have the double portion of the inheritance. Right. Okay. It would be the sons through whom the inheritance would flow. And so this picture that's available to us through Christ is that we are now co-heirs with God's son. This is who God has made us to be. The creator of the universe 
has called us into his family. And that's mm-hmm. the picture that we're given here. And so the first two, we've laid out significance, the spiritual blessing of significance. Mm-hmm. We've hit on identity. The third is redemption. Redemption. Um, here the passage reads uh, in verse seven that we have redemption through his blood. Mm-hmm. In him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. That word redemption, it's uh, a word that describes to, to be released upon payment of a ransom. Mm-hmm. Something is owed, a debt is owed, and you have been released from that debt, from the from what you ought to pay, from what you ought to give up. Uh, you've been released from that debt because someone has paid it for you. And this is what Jesus has ultimately done for us through his life, death, and resurrection. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of us, I, I think if we're honest, we all have the sense that there's something wrong with us. Yeah. We all have <laughs> a sense. Right. And every religion across the world has some answer to the question, what's wrong with humanity and what's the answer? What fixes our problem? And in the message of Jesus in the gospel, what's wrong with us is our our self-centeredness, our sin. We want to be our own gods, but God has brought a solution forth and it's redemption. It's being made new. His blood was the payment for our sins, we're told in Ephesians. Forgiveness was the result. God, he lavishes his grace on us. He has redeemed us. He's taken us from a place of darkness and brought us into the place of light. We are not the same people we once were. Mm -hmm. uh, If you are in Christ, you've been redeemed. Your life, the ugly parts, the sad parts, the parts that are broken, God is has redeemed us and is in the process of redeeming Mm -hmm. us at the same time and making something beautiful out of what was something tragic. That's so good. So how do we relate all this then to dating? Because I know this doesn't sound very much like a dating topic, (laughs) podcast, but it is really the crux of dating because before you enter into a relationship with someone, we have to first make sure and examine Mm. ourselves that we are seeking these great things, identity, significance, and redemption, first and foremost in Jesus. Yeah. We go we go wrong when yeah. we start looking for those things in a person. And yes. it's very tempting to do that in a dating relationship. And so let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. How do we how does it become unhealthy then yeah. if you're looking for significance in a person that yeah. you're dating? Yeah, I think that we have an impulse as humans to be looking for these things because I believe God has wired that into us. We have a desire and a hunger for significance. So the desire is good. Yeah. Yeah. To desire significance is one of the impulses in us that makes us look for God, right? Yeah. Um, to, so significance, the desire for identity, to a, uh, an answer to the question, who am I, right? right? A question of purpose. And then the question of redemption, like the desire to be redeemed for what's wrong with us to be made right. Mm-hmm. Those impulses are good. Like you said, the problem is when we're looking for the right thing in the wrong place. We're looking for the right things, but we're looking for them in a place where we can't actually get the thing that we're searching for. And so let's just start with each of these. So significance, for example, if I'm looking to a dating relationship or again, even in marriage, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. looking to our marriage as the thing that's going to give me significance, then I'm attaching attaching myself to a dangerous roller coaster that depending on the, the typical or the mood of that day, depending on how things are going that week, 
uh, if you're dating someone and it's been a rocky road and you know, you're, you're struggling right now, you've been eating a lot of rocky road. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a terrible joke. I'm so sorry. This was a serious part of the podcast. Uh, dad jokes, they are a thing. It happens. Okay. Okay. But if, if you're looking to a, a dating relationship to provide you with significance, what happens when that gets rocky? Now mm-hmm. I've linked my significance, my sense of worth right. to the success or the health of my dating relationship. And if that starts to, those foundations start to crumble, well then what does that mean about who I am? What does that mean about how significant I am or I am not? And I think that's why some people end up staying in toxic relationships mm-hmm. longer than they should. If you're in a dating relationship and it's gotten toxic, right? Uh, it's clearly not working. It, it is conflict. And you're not married. So there's no commitment covenant that's binding you. There are people who stay in those toxic relationships and think maybe getting married will fix the problems, that's right? And wind up in marriages. Scary. Yeah. Um, because they would rather, they would rather deal with all of that toxicity because that's how they're drawing their significance. And to tie that to then identity as well, sometimes they're scared of letting go of that person because they don't know who they are without them. Yeah. They become so identified as that person's partner, Yes, you know, or, or even spouse. It could be, um, that w- without them, you really, you've lost a sense of self and yeah. who God has made you to be. And so, you know, retrospectively, if you're listening, you might have been in this place if you broke up with someone and it crushed you, like it, you were devastated and you just, it, took forever to recover Yeah, because that might be a sign that you weren't really finding your significance and identity in Christ alone. Because yeah. yes, it will hurt when you let someone you love There's go. There's a grief process that we should walk through. Right. Right. But it shouldn't leave you completely undone. Devastated, undone, right. depressed. Because you still have purpose and you still have confidence in the person that you are. It doesn't change mm. my position before God or before others. Yeah. Um, and so an identity i'm trying to think of other ways that yeah, it might i think of itself. i think of examples of people that i've watched in dating the dating season of life bounce from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship such that they always have a person in their minds at least dialed up in their the back of their minds that if this relationship goes south i'll just head in this direction oh yeah and that impulse to just go like that's chronic the, dating. Yeah, that's the woman at the well, you know, mm. going from person to person to person to person. Ooh, um, that's so true. And Jesus, yeah. Jesus says, you know, he calls her out on that. And what that is telling us is, is, is there a part of me that thinks unless I'm, I'm with someone, I'm no one. Mm. Unless, unless I'm in a dating relationship with someone, someone finds me desirable, right? right? Wanted. That again, it, identity and significance—they play so closely together, right? Um, and so, yes, you see that. And then the third one is true as well with redemption. Uh, with redemption, so with redemption, we can look to a relationship other than Jesus to fix us. Uh, it's as though we know we have our, this problem inside of us, and we look for a, a person yeah. to come in, swoop in, and save us, to rescue us, and make our lives whole. And if I could just have that perfect relationship, then all will be well. 
Right. And then it can also be the reverse where you have the person that's always doing the saving, you know, where you might know someone or maybe yourself find yourself in in that position in a dating relationship where it's like you're always the one making excuses for the person's failures or you're, you know, trying to fix things in their life or you're dating them because you're like, oh, I, I can make them a better person. I'm going to help them change. You know, if you find yourself saying those things, it may be that you are looking for looking to play the part of redeemer mm-hmm. or, you know, on the reverse side, if you're always looking to someone else in a dating relationship to save you and pull you out of messes, then you may be looking for a redeemer in yeah. a relationship and yeah. both are very unhealthy and will lead you, leave you disappointed. Yeah. And, you know, it creates this toxic cycle. Yeah. It's putting an unrealistic expectation on that relationship. And so you actually, in your over-desiring of the relationship, and in some ways, a disordered love where they're they're your God, you know, they're your idol, they will crumble under the weight of that. Yeah. Um, The relationship won't actually, you know, the great irony is in over-loving and having a disordered Hmm. love. And prioritizing that relationship above your relationship with God, you actually end up undoing that relationship Mm. because that relationship can't provide you the significance, identity, and redemption that only God can. Right. Yeah. And I think we have to um, pay attention to the way that we are, you know, acting towards others and ask the Lord to examine our hearts, like Psalm 139, and see are there areas in our life where Mm. I am looking to this person to fulfill a need that God should be filling. You know, I find this to be true even in marriage. I think this is why God tells us to remember the gospel and remind Mm. ourselves of these truths because this whole passage is the gospel laid out for us clearly. And when we come back to this reality that we are saved by grace through faith, that we're adopted as sons and daughters of God, that we have purpose Mm. and significance in him, that he has redeemed us, restored us completely then um, we're no longer putting that expectation, like you said, on someone else or trying to play that role. And you can find yourself doing that again and again, even in marriage. You know, I think I've I've put some of those expectations on you before. I've noticed, you know, like probably more so looking for um, significance, you know, in a relationship and putting so much pressure on that person, you know, to give you a sense of real purpose or importance and you'll just come out disappointed every time to no fault of the other person, but they weren't Mm. made to provide that for you. Yes. Yeah. And so maybe if you're listening and something along uh, the lines of whatever we talked about from Ephesians 1 or those categories of redemption, identity, significance, if there's something that just kind of really struck a chord with you, uh, I think Psalm 139 is a great prayer that conclusion of psalm 139 search me O god and just having some time of introspection you know like we've said we we do have other podcasts on dating that are very practical we'd encourage you to check those out those are important great conversations um that uh, I, i know many of you have already checked out and benefited from but for today i think the call for us is to examine our hearts yeah. to do the deeper work of saying, Lord, am I, am I looking to the person I'm dating, the person I want to date? Um, am I looking to them for something that only you can bring? And just as an encouragement to you, if you're a believer in Jesus, 
God sees you. He's chosen you in Christ. Mm. You have an identity in Christ. He has redeemed you. There's no more striving that you have to do to prove yourself, to demonstrate your worth. There's no relationship that can fill in the gap. There's no person on the world in the world that can do for you what your God has already done for you. And so be, be freed from that. And our prayer is that that would bless you today. And so our hope is that this encouraged you. And if you uh, know of anybody who's dating or you think that this content might be helpful to them, we'd love for you to share that with them. But Amy, thank you for joining us and for uh, yes. just being here. This, this was is fun. Super fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of the City Rev Life podcast. And we'll see you next time.